Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word for the Day, we continue our journey toward Palm Sunday. And I want us to look at a different dimension of Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem. There's a there's a temple theme happening here as well. A couple of things about temples. So temples are places where God and people meet. They're also places where gods are enthroned. So in ancient Israel, both the tabernacle and the temple, tabernacle and the temple, were the place where God's mercy and the misery of our sin would meet, and there'd be forgiveness and redemption. But also it was God's throne room. Yahweh reigned as king, and in the in the temple was where he was seated and rested as king. Well, there was a point in the story of Israel, and it's recorded in, in, in metaphorical ways in Ezekiel chapter 10, because um, what happened there is the glory left the temple. So when, when, when God, when the tabernacle's belt, the Shekinah glory, his presence was, was even visible in te- on the temple, on the tabernacle. And then um, when, when Solomon built the temple, the Shekinah glory fell on it. His presence was there, palpable to ancient Israel. But in Ezekiel 10, it says that the, the glory leaves the temple and it goes out through the east gate of the temple and through the east gate of Jerusalem and out over the Mount of Olives and then goes away up into the heavens. So it, it exits to the east out over the Mount of Olives. Well, when Jesus came to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, he went in exactly the opposite direction. He came from Bethany and came up the Mount of Olives from the east side and went in to Jerusalem. And so the original readers of the text would not have missed the echo from the Old Testament. The glory is returning. The glory is returning. Jesus, the very presence of God, is coming back to Jerusalem to reign as king. That's why during Holy Week, for example, one of the things Jesus did is he went into the temple and he drove out the money changers. If you read the story... Jesus simply does it because he's Lord. He doesn't ask permission. It's his father's house. He has authority to clean it out because he's getting rid of the things that contradict the glory and presence of God. He's bringing the glory and the presence back. And so part of his kingship is to bring the presence of glory of God back to his people. Now, this is fascinating. As you as you continue in the story of Holy Week, of course, Jesus goes to the cross. And when he's on the cross, one of the things that happens is the veil in the temple rips apart. And and it's it's the veil that covers the Holy of Holies where the very glory of God dwelt. And the image is clear that that glory is now released. So God's presence and glory in his kingdom is no longer bound to Jerusalem in the temple but now a door has been opened or a curtain has been opened, a veil has been opened so that people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation can, if you will, go into the presence of God, be in the Holy of Holies through Jesus Christ. If you work through the book of Hebrews, this is one of the things that whole book is about, how the, the, the tabernacle and the temple in Jerusalem were shadows and reflections of the true heavenly temple where the true Holy of Holies is. And that through Jesus Christ, we have access to that temple. We are in the presence of God and we have the glory of God.
in us and on us and among us here on earth through the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus returns to bring the glory back and then goes to the cross to unleash the glory so that people from every tribe and tongue and nation can have access to him in his temple. Now, this is kind of a tangential note, but I think it's interesting. You might find it encouraging. Um, If you worship in a traditionally liturgical church, the structure of the liturgical order of service and the space that you worship in is designed to be um, a symbolic representation of the heavenlies. In a sense, a symbolic representation of Christ's enthronement and high priesthood in the heavenly places and the true temple. And so when we come together on Sunday, for example, at St. Patrick's Church, and we worship in word and sacrament, what we're doing, though we don't see it with our physical eyes, is we are going to the throne of grace. We're going to the throne of Jesus, and we're approaching that throne because of the priesthood of Jesus, where it says in Romans 8, he offers his blood perpetually to the Father is an echo of all the sacrifices in the Old Testament tabernacle and temple. And so we come into the throne room, we come into his reign, we come into his glory, we come into the kingdom of God every time we worship. We are entering in to the reality that's that's inaugurated that key threshold of Palm Sunday, of Jesus coming into Jerusalem with a royal celebration to be coronated as king where his crown was thorns and his throne was a cross. But through that, as he conquers sin, Satan, and death, he brings the glory back to the temple, but then releases the glory so that not just those who are descendants of Abraham, but now people from every tribe, every tongue, every nation can participate in the story of God and the life of God through Jesus Christ. And every time you and I go to church and we hear the word, and we receive the sacrament of the table, and and we worship, Um, we are going to the throne of grace. We are entering in to the presence of King Jesus, and we are participating in the glory that's restored to the ancient temple and released when the temple veil was torn. God bless and have a great day.